But the Lord says here, uh, look at this. This one you all know, Proverbs 3. Keep going to the right from Psalm 119 to Proverbs 3. Look what it says in Proverbs 3. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. God leads those who revere him. Those who say, I want to do your will. That's what acknowledging him means. You're God, I'm not. You're the creator, I'm the creature. You're all-knowing, I'm not. I want your will. You are the shepherd that was around before me. You were at my birth. You know every day of my life. You're going to be with me to the end and forever. I want to acknowledge you. The Lord leads those who revere him. And what happens, uh, and, and you don't have to stay up with me because I'm going to go faster and faster because communion's coming, but God offers peace to those that, that will do this, that will follow his way, his lead. And it says in Isaiah 48, 18, Oh, that you had heeded my commandments, that you listened to my voice and my word. Then your peace would have been like a river. Did you know that, that spiritual the fruit of the spirit of peace is an indicator whether or not we're in the river or we've crawled out. The river is acknowledging that we want God's will and God's way. And when we're doing that, we stay in this river of peace. It just flows. It just comes, no matter what. I mean, I'm reading about a dear friend of mine, a faculty member at the seminary that I speak at, and he's had his fourth or fifth heart surgery since Christmas. I mean, boy, it's not enough time to even heal, you know? And he's on his sixth one now. And he wrote and he said, this hospital hallway and this room and my gathered family, there is such a river of peace here and they're ready to either send me to heaven or or take me home and let me teach again. That's not normal. But that's what God offers. Oh, that you would hearken, Isaiah 48, 18, to me, and heed my commandments. Your peace would be like the river. You say, I don't have peace. You've gotten out of the river. God didn't move. His river stays there. When we don't have peace, we have moved away from him. He says, if you stay in my presence, you have this peace and fullness of joy. Uh, By the way, the the next one, God has... uh, Amazing plans. I'm not going to cover this one so much today. Just verse 11 is the one I want to cover today. But God has amazing plans to those who Isaiah 58, 11, the Lord will guide you continually. We're going to cover this on another petition, his supplying, because this has to do with fasting. If you want something exciting to do someday, if you have spare time, it takes about 30 commercials to read this, okay? So if you just, you know, can cut out 30 commercials, you can read Isaiah 58. But what he says in verse 6 is, he wants us to be agents of social justice. Verse 6, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that you may break every yoke. Did you know we are supposed to be totally opposed to any form of oppression? We should be known. I'm not talking about political politics is unhelpful because it polarizes everybody. We should be so for social justice. Why? Because Jesus was. And so were all of his prophets. But it doesn't end there. Look what else. Verse 7 of Isaiah 58. We should be totally focusing on compassionate ministry. To share your bread with the hungry, your house for the poor, clothing the naked, etc., etc., Verse 9, we should want the end of any kind of prejudice. I mean, it's, it's graphic where it talks about how um, 
pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, you know, belittling people. But verse 11, the Lord will guide you continually. Now, some of you might say, oh, oh, oh. who's that written to? Well, it was written 700 years before Christ to the nation of Israel after chapter 53 when Isaiah told them their Redeemer, Messiah, was coming who would die for them. And they said, when this Messiah comes, he's going to do this. And when Jesus came, he did this. He was for social justice. He was for the end of all prejudice and oppression. And he said, I want you to be like me. See, this was written to Israel, but this is a portrait of what Christ's likeness looks like. And we'll go into that because it has to do with fasting. But one more, okay? Jeremiah 29. And, and if you're still turning in Jeremiah 29, 11, God leads us to pathways filled with hope. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, the shepherd that we're following. Plans for welfare, not for good, to give you a future and a hope. God wants to give us uh, a, a life filled with hope. And that's why we can pass these out. Some of the most amazing witnessing times Bonnie and I have ever had in our life is when people that we didn't know were watching us come up to us and they say, and you all heard my stories. They say, what, what drug are you guys on? Cocaine? What are you on? You're high all the time. Or, or how come you're so tranquil? We say, huh, you ought to be at home, you know, getting ready Sunday morning, see how tranquil we are. But, but what people see is they see Christ in us through our weakness and through our failures. And, and they see hope. And that's why we have to share the gospel.